hello, welcome back to the Oral Health Podcast. Because it is World Tourism Day today, um, there has been unfortunately a bit of an uptick in the trend of going abroad or someplace you wouldn't normally go to get dental treatments done. And um, we have a campaign called Safe Smiles, which we've mentioned before, but we do look a little bit at dental tourism and how to do it safely, but that unfortunately most people do not approach it safely so Karen again here um just chit chat about uh turkey teeth locally (laughs) (laughs) yes I mean it's a difficult one and I think that people see things on um influencers pages and think that is the norm Mm -hmm. it's not the norm to look like that and you know when you see people um, I mean, it was in the press a couple of weeks ago that somebody was actually looking for somebody who had turkey teeth. Now, it you know when you're young, you think you're invincible. Nothing is ever going to touch you. You're never going to be ill. Um, you're going to live forever and you're always going to look like you do at 20. Well, you you don't. <laughs> I can, I'm a like, living proof of this. Um, however... When you get your adult teeth, that is your only teeth that you're going to get. Now, if you have a bad haircut, it will grow out. Nothing too, you know, tragic. Um, If you pick a makeup that you don't like, you can wipe it off. When you are doing something permanent that is irreversible and it could lead to long-term problems i think that's when we have to really be careful and look at the um the pros the cons and the alternatives Mm -hmm. now if you are going abroad to see a dentist um you need to do your homework you need to make sure that the person is um able to do and qualified to do what they say they're going to do but they also need to discuss with you these pros and cons and exactly what is going to happen. Rather than thinking in the short term, they've got to think in a longer term. Now, if you take the surface of your tooth away, that surface of your tooth has gone forever. Now, if somebody is going overseas and is being sold a, a package that you know will do your teeth, they will look like this forever. They will always be like this. That is not true. Crowns and veneers have a lifespan. And, you know, you're probably looking anything from 10 to 15 years. They will need replacing. Now, each time something is replaced like this, you take a little bit more of the tooth tissue away. So the younger you have it done, the more damage is going to be done to your teeth over time to a point where your tooth or your teeth will not withstand it anymore so they will either break or the nerve inside the tooth will die and then you'll need a lot more treatment I mean you could end up losing the teeth now I know like I said people live for today and they don't think of like 20 30 years down the line but it's storing up huge problems for the future even even problems now we find you know there's so many people come back and say you know, the teeth are really painful, they can't eat with them, you know, they get an infection after infection. Now, that generally is because too much of the tooth has been taken away. Um, 
you know, I've heard of cases and seen cases where people have gone for veneers and they've ended up with crowns. Now, veneers are less invasive than crown because you are just taking off the front surface of the tooth just to allow space for the veneer. So that's much less invasive. So when, I mean, it, it really, really breaks my heart when I see these people like showing off these little pointy bits before they get the crowns fitted. It, well, it, it makes me speechless as you yeah, yeah. <laughs> um because that there's so much tooth tissue being taken away from healthy teeth and that just for a trend that people want big white tombstone looking teeth that looks like everybody else's and you know where's the character in that and i know i sound like an old nag but i I, I just can't understand it. I really can't get my head around the fact that you would do that to you. There is other ways of making your smile better and healthier. Um, I mean, tooth whitening, for, for the people who don't mind the shape and the position of their teeth, tooth whitening done by a dentist is safe, it's easy, it's quick, and you'll get the smile that you want. If you don't like the position of your teeth, you can have orthodontic treatment done. Um, I would guess it's probably on a par cost-wise with um, going across to Turkey or wherever you want to go <coughs> to have these treatments done. Now, we're not saying that all dentists overseas are not able to do these treatments. Right, yeah. They certainly are. I mean, and they, 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 you know, they, they will have the qualifications to do it, but... There are a number of things to, re to remember when you are going overseas to, to have something done. You know, when you get back home, it's not like saying, oh, my tooth hurts, I'm going to pop to see the dentist. You can't do that because your dentist is a flight away. Um, and you'll find it really difficult to get a dentist to do any further work on the work, on, on the work that you've had um, overseas mm -hmm. because they haven't started it off. They don't know what's on underneath. They don't... It, it's kind of a, a, a can of worms that could mm -hmm. be opened. So you'll find it very difficult to get treatment here. Um, yeah. That's an interesting point as yeah. well. Because I think if I heard that and didn't understand it, I would think it was a dentist being like, well, screw you for going away from me because you didn't want me to do it. I'm not mm. going to touch it because mm. you've made that decision. Live with it. Like, But that's not it. It's actually a case of, it could be unsafe for a dentist to pick up where another dentist has started. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's like having a, having a, a doctor doing half an operation, yeah. but not telling the person what operation the they were in. It. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and you've got to guess what's going on underneath. Okay, you can x-ray, but you can't see, you can see the roots of the tooth, but you can't see how much of the tooth tissue has been taken away by an x-ray. So you're asking a dentist to go in blind and look at something. I mean, obviously, if somebody's in pain, they will try and get them out of the pain that they're in. But, um, you know, it can be very, very difficult. And, and you know, you've got a language barrier. Absolutely. Um, are you going to be able to ask the right questions that would automatically be answered over here? Now, are dental professionals regulated very, uh, very vigorously so you have to justify the treatment that you are doing 
So you have to have noted that you've discussed with the patient the pros and the cons, um, you know, the costings, how long it's going to last, etc. You have to have done that. So your patient then can make an informed decision to agree to the treatment. Now, if you're going to a dentist, and again, a lot of them can speak English or you've got an interpreter, but if you are um, not fully understanding what they're saying with the, the pros and cons, um, and I'm not just talking about crowns and veneers, I'm talking Everything. implants, yeah. tooth whitening. There are some, some um, orthodontics going on as well overseas, which is, is, is difficult because... You know, you, you can't just visit once and have orthodontics done. You've got to have regular visits. As we've seen, you know, you need to have constant contact with your with your dentist for that. You know, tooth jewels being stuck on. I mean, what what are we, what checks are being done? Mm -hmm. And, you know, should things go wrong, and we really, really hope that they wouldn't, should things go wrong, you are going to be in the legal system of the country that provided the treatment, not this country. So you're not going to have the backing of the General Dental Council. You are not going to be able to use the legal system in this country. And that's even if, and I know a lot of a lot of these clinics abroad have, um, you know, a clinic that you visit in this country and you see a registered dentist there, even if they have done your treatment plan, if you are having the treatment done overseas, that is the country that you would, you know, be in the 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 um the legal system of. So yep. that is something to bear in mind as well. So when and often it's not an easy process to navigate. Really not, yeah. really not. And you've got to check that there is a dental body like the uh, General Dental Council that the dentist has some kind of indemnity insurance. Mm -hmm. um, you know, you've got to have all this in writing. How many visits are they going to allow you? So if something did go wrong, are they going to pay for you to go back again? These are all questions that you really need to have answered before you go and never do anything on the spur of the moment. Never just say, oh, I've just seen an advert. Um, you know, they're on social media all the time. Yep. And on um, planes even. I've seen oh when oh, I really? went on my last holiday, mm -hmm. they had a, a dental spa. Was it was thinking... all like advertised on the back of the plane seats. I was I, like, was I was thinking more like you put your put your teeth into like a hot tub and yeah. you know, your teeth go into a sauna and yeah, I mean as I say, I think you have to do your homework, you have to answer get those questions answered and then weigh up you know, a lot of people go overseas for, for the cost. Is it actually that much cheaper? Is it really when you weigh up, if you have to go back there several times, um, you know, you're paying for peace of mind, you're paying for the the um, the experience of the dentist over here, and you're paying for the protection. Um, and also, dentists in the UK work minimally invasively. So they will do the minimum treatment to make you dentally fit and make your, you know, the, the, the cosmetic aspect. So when you, when you, I've seen people having 22, 24, 26 teeth crowned in the same visit. That's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. It's a huge amount. 
And I don't think any dentist would in, in the UK would undertake that amount of work at all because you don't need to go past the smile line and you are going way past the smile line if you're doing that many teeth. Mm-hmm. So, And the smile line, that refers to just if you open mouth smile, that's yeah. the amount of teeth you see. Yeah. 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 Okay. I mean, the smile line, I would say traditionally, is probably from eye teeth to eye teeth, upper and lower. So we're talking sort of, you know, your kind of fang teeth, upper and lower. That's really, you know, maybe one more back mm-hmm. um, into a premolar, maybe. Yeah, obviously it depends how how wide your smile is, but I don't think it's not minimally invasive if you are going back quite a long way in the mouth because if it's not in the smile line, nobody's going to see it. So it's I hope it's a phase, (laughs) Um, and I hope that we get our individuality because I know Americans say that you know the British have awful teeth, but I don't think we have awful teeth. I think we have teeth with character and it's uh <laughs> i don't know why you're giggling because because it's what good. the parent says to the ugly child like oh. a lovely personality no i'm not saying that. you're lovely on the inside <laughs> i remember sending a card to my sister saying um you're beautiful on the inside and that's what counts <laughs> Um, and on that note, I know on that note, my sister's gorgeous. <laughs> by the way, I'm not, I'm not dissing my sister at all. But uh, yes, I mean, it, it, it is something that we, um, we hope we get back. We get, let's get back our nice, healthy smiles that we can do a lot with without destroying them. Really, mm-hmm. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think you know it's such a big topic and. It's unfortunate that a lot of people put themselves in danger to get something they see as that they need. Uh, sometimes it just stems from a little insecurity. I know mm. and, and I've spoken to people who have been through the process, who have asked, you know, not to go on the record with it. And I respect that just like a, as a general fact finding thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and it's heartbreaking to see and hear the stories that they've got. And yeah. um yeah, there is a list of questions the GDC, rec- the General Dental Council, recommends you ask any dentist that's doing any sort of treatment, but especially if it's not in your home country, it's not in your native language. Um, and if they are hasty or not willing to answer questions, that is a big red flag to just go somewhere else. Because there will be Definitely. brilliant dentists abroad that can do really cool stuff, but they mm. are not the dentists that are advertising in these types of places. No, and I think half of it is, you know, if you've got a patient come in and say, I want all my teeth crowned, ethically, where do you start, if the patient's asking for it, do you do what the patient asks or do you say, well, what I would do? And it's like that, what's it called? The daughter test, isn't it? Would I you do... Know. Yeah, would you, a lot of clinicians, it's something that they say, you know, would I do that treatment on my daughter? Oh, okay. So it's called the daughter test, so. That's interesting. Um, yeah, or son, or mother, you know. On a close yes, friend. Yes, enter, enter <laughs> close family member as you wish if you don't have a daughter. But yes, that, that kind of ethical thing that you would kind of go, would I like it if my sister my mother, my brother went and had this treatment, would I actually do this? Mm-hmm. And if you, the answer is no, then 
That tells you what you need. That's the dentist, you know, saying, actually, what I think would be best for your oral health is to... Mm -hmm. Mm. Yeah. And, um, yeah, it's everyone's going to do whatever they're going to do, but just be a little bit safe about it. Yeah, just do your homework. Think about it. And, you know, nothing is going to be as good as your own teeth. Nothing mm-hmm. is ever going to work as well. You know, you, you're able to clean around them. You know, you can keep your gums healthy. If you've got um, a false item in your mouth, there's always going to be an edge to it. So there's always going to be a bit that might pick up staining. It might pick up food and debris, which will then irritate your gums, which will then make your gums unhealthy. And, you know, gum disease means that bone can be destroyed and your teeth will fall out. So, you know, it, it it's all of these things that you have to look at. How are you mm-hmm. going to maintain the treatment after you've had it if you go for it? And, you know, I think you're kind of in a bit of a, um, a no-win situation because things fail and things hurt and, you know, you do things when they need doing, not preempting a situation and, you know, I know everybody wants to look their best and, you know, there's nothing wrong with that, but work with what you've got. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, 100%. And we'll um, we'll pick up a conversation on a slightly different topic uh, next time. Um, but uh, that's it from us and we'll see you again later. Mm-hmm.